on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, struck him out swinging, and this one is over. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Good solid win for the crew tonight. They knock off Pittsburgh by a 7-4 score. Tied 2-2 in the seventh. The Brewers put up a five spot. Thanks in large part to all of a sudden Pirates pitchers being completely unable to throw strikes in that inning. Six walks. A franchise record. Six walks in an inning. In fact, overall today, the Brewers are able to uh, draw 11 walks. That's a new season high. And the Brewers get the win 7-4. Brandon Woodruff he didn't have his best stuff, and he still goes seven, giving up two runs on four hits, five strikeouts, no walks. The The difference in walks is such a big part of this game. Eleven walks issued by Pirates pitchers, zero, none, zilch. Not a single walk issued by Brewers pitchers tonight as they come away with the win, and their good run of baseball continues as they get the win today. If you'd like to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The phone number, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. If you want to call or text, you can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Craig Gashon from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. He's going to be with me coming up in just a little while as we'll look back on a nice win for the Brewers today. They pick up the W against the Pirates by a 7-4 score. We are live at American Family Field. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers get the win over the Pirates tonight by a 7-4 score. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, coming your way from American Family Field. Craig Kishan from Bally Sports Wisconsin should be joining us here in just a little bit. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. Doug texting in says, Brewers are on their way to 97 wins if they keep up these pace. These three starters are making them World Series material, but they got to get a first baseman. I um I would be surprised if they were a 97 win team this year. That seems a bit high to me. I understand the pace uh, that they uh, that they may be. I don't even know what the pace is that they're. Let's see what with the. With their win today, they're 36 and 27. I would have to do some math to see what they're uh, on pace for. I don't think that would come out to a 97 win pace, but maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't think they're a 97 win team. I don't think this division has uh, a 97 win team. This division to me feels like a t- a division that's going to be one with 90, 91, maybe 92 wins. That seems like the ceiling for this division. Maybe I'm wrong on that. We'll get to all find out together here in about four months. Um, the thing about the way this team is built with the three starters, Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, is they can, they can beat anybody in a short series if they've got those guys pitching. And I've said this before, that's why I felt like they had a puncher shot against the Dodgers last year. Now Burns ended up not pitching, and uh, they did not win Woodruff's game. But going into that series before we knew that Burns was going to be out, uh, it just to me it felt like yeah you know what they they had a puncher's chance not a not a great chance we saw how good the Dodgers were 
but it felt like they had a puncher's chance. And now the way the team is built this year, it's going to feel like they'll probably have more than a puncher's chance if they are in the postseason uh, with anybody that they're going to match up against. As far as getting a, a first baseman, and let's let's not mince words here. The Brewers need more production at first, and they need more production at third. And the Travis Shaw injury, and we learned before the game today, that uh, Shaw is going to be out at least till August. They're going to try to go the rehab route, and they're not going to go with surgery on the shoulder, and they're going to try to re-strengthen it while it gets back in position and everything kind of gets settled back in there. But that being said, you're not just going to be sitting there waiting for Travis Shaw to come back in the month of August, and Shaw was not producing to a level that you really wanted to see him produce. He was not even hitting 200. So, We've talked about it a lot. This is not a new story that the Brewers need more production at the corner infield spots. That being said, small sample size alert on this. Uh, I'm the one who always mentions small sample size. So just because uh, the numbers are kind of justifying something that I'm saying, I'm not going to run away from the fact that it is a small sample size. So let's, let's, let's lead with that. If you look at Daniel Vogelback and his trending numbers right now, You just look at what he has done since the calendar has turned to the month of June. His numbers in the month of June, including tonight, he has appeared in seven games. Again, small sample size. He has appeared in seven games. He's hitting 308. He has three home runs. He has two doubles. He has an OPS at 1,150. If those numbers can play out beyond seven games in the month of June, he's your first baseman, and those numbers are very, very, very good numbers. So Vogelback is doing his job right now. And, oh, yeah, by the way, he has at least one hit in every single game in the month of June as well. So the numbers for Vogelback pretty good here lately as we do welcome in uh, Craig Kashan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. And we saw Vogelback get a hit today. He continues to draw walks as well. That's going into the OPS. His on-base percentage in the month of June is 419. I didn't even mention that. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that for sure. That's that's huge. I mean, you know, the on-base percentage for this team has, hasn't been nearly as high as, as you'd wanted at this point, but it, it's starting to come around a little bit. Look what Jackie Bradley Jr. is able to do today, too. I mean, we got to see signs like that from these guys that are, you know, in that 200 range and the 150 <laughs> range. You know, I mean, we can chuckle about it because it shouldn't be happening, really. And, you know, they're, they're capable of doing much more, and, and hopefully we're starting to see that now, Matt, on a consistent basis. Yeah, yeah and, you know, a lot of the same texter who I just mentioned, Doug, he, he sends in a text any almost, he didn't do it today, but most days, if Jackie Bradley Jr. is in the lineup and Tyrone Taylor isn't, I know the moment I step in here, I'm going to see a text from Doug complaining about the fact that it's, it's uh, Bradley and not Taylor, and I understand that Taylor has given this team some really good at-bats, and, and you want to give him some opportunity to play because he's come up with some big hits but at the same time we've seen the player that Jackie Bradley Jr. can be the difference making type of player he can be you have to give him the opportunity to get out of it and it's it's not a straight line in an upward direction but it does feel like he's trending a little bit in the right direction well they have they have a lot financially invested in him because he earned it and certainly nothing is happening the way either would want it to be happening right now, the player or the team. But they're 
they're both quality individuals in their own standing. So you you know you're really hoping a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to get things going offensively here. I I, I don't see how it can't happen at this point. And we had an interview with him. Sophia did after the game as well. I mean this guy. This guy is quality to listen to. He's uh, he's high octane baseball. Um, he he's a heck of a decision maker. He he reminds me almost like a point guard on a basketball team. He just you know he's making all the right decisions defensively for you. And and sometimes guys can't score the ball in the NBA and they can't come up with key hits in Major League Baseball all the time, but but hopefully it's going to turn for him real soon here. 855-616-1620, that's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in as well, at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers get the win tonight as they knock off the Pittsburgh Pirates' final score this evening, 7-4. We're back with more in a moment here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Gonzalez, he throws to second, not in time. Brewers get the win tonight. They knock off the Pirates by a 7-4 score. My name is Matt Pauley. Craig Kishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin here as well. We're live at American Family Field. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Tyler in Port Washington texting in says, it's nice to see the Brewers win the games they should, regardless of the other team, help them to the tune of 11 walks. You have to take advantage of those opportunities when they present themselves, and they did. Craig, the Brewers have struggled against the Pirates here over the last couple of years for whatever reason, and there's some young players on this team, and, and I, you know, Brian Hayes is a fun player to, to watch and everything, so I, I feel bad. I'm not trying to take a shot at this team. But oh my gosh! Like there, there was the the ball that dropped for a double for Nervias, where there's three guys right there, all, issuing all the walks today. This is just a really bad baseball team. Well, I I was surprised. Kristen Yelich had a double in the seventh inning. I yeah. looked like a. I mean, when I came off his bat and went through the infield, I'm thinking, hey, there's a two RBI single. Great. He never stopped never. running. No. So I mean, they they the Brewers realize what's going on on the other side. So um, well, Nervias twice, and he got yeah. caught the one time at second. Yeah. But clearly, the scouting report says yeah. run all over the Pirates because they may right. just throw the ball into the twentieth row. Yeah, you just don't know. And and Narvaez scored after his double uh, on a base hit as well. That I I wasn't sure if it was going to end up being a close play or not. But I mean, you know, the Brewers are, are ready for this team right now, and that's the good part. And and the other thing is. You you know this game goes two two. We're in the seventh inning, and I'm thinking to myself, we should not be here right now. Mm-hmm. We should not be tied right now. And I'm not going to blame a couple of solo home runs that that Brandon Woodruff gave up. But you know where it, where I'm going with this. The, he needs some little better run support from an, an unknown starting pitcher here in this game. Who again, you know, the Brewers a lot of times get through four, five, six innings and just don't have a lot of runs against a pitcher that they haven't seen a lot and stuff like that. Just you know, it's got to change a little bit here, and, and maybe it does second half when when these guys are are you know more aware and and have gelled a little bit better in in that aspect as far as their offensive attack goes but um you know good in the, good in the very end that they've got this team figured out and and they need to get another series win here yeah. for yeah. sure 
Uh, and I'll say this because we've talked about this a whole bunch, and this isn't just a this year thing or a last year thing. I've been covering this team for six years now at the major league level. You've been around a, a lot longer than that. For whatever reason, it feels like when the Brewers are good, sometimes they're playing up to their competition and they're also playing down to their competition. And right now they're in this month-long streak of playing all these games against teams with below 500 records and going into that because of historically at them times, you know, pl- playing down to their uh, opposition, you get kind of worried that they're going to leave some opportunities on the table. And to the Brewers' credit, they have not. They have done exactly what they need to do during this period so far. Yeah, this period for sure. I mean, the Pirates came in here in mid-April and took two or three, but we were only like two weeks into the season, yeah. I think, when that happened. So, you know, you, you didn't know where the Pirates were at that point either. But um, the Brewers have weathered. A lot of storms here uh, this season, and, you know, health is going to be big going down the stretch here and possibly an addition or two as well to this team. We'll, we'll see how things play out. I know you were talking about, you know, Vogelback. Can he can he win first base and, and stay there for the rest of the year? Who knows what's going to happen with Keston here, and who knows what's going to happen if Shaw's ever going to be able to physically come back and play this year. I mean, first and third right now are still a wide-open target for outside acquisition, in my opinion. 7-4 Brewers get the win over the Pirates, thanks in large part to a five-run bottom of the seventh. We'll discuss that bottom of the seventh next here on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Woody got that one down. It's a dandy. And they're going to play at home plate. 7-4, Brewers get the win over the Pirates. My name is Matt Pauley, Craig Kishan from Bally Sports Wisconsin alongside. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. From the 262, why are you making excuses and giving Jackie Bradley Jr. the opportunity to get out of his slump, but not Hira, Shaw, and Arias the same opportunity? Consistency matters. JBJ has been atrocious this season. Um, I, that's a weird text because I feel like I have been somewhat defensive of Travis Shaw when people have come for him, and, and he, he is not, he's not hitting 200, and, and you can't run away from those numbers. But I, I love the idea of Shaw and Rios being platoon guy over at third. One, one starts against righties, the other starts against lefties. I thought that put the team in a great position for them to have their best possible outcome. Uh, Arias, I've been nothing but complimentary of, especially since the Adamas trade and what he's been able to do from then. So I don't know if this texture is confusing me with somebody else, but and look, when it comes to Hero, Hero just lost. Heroes, I mean, it was, and he doesn't even, JBJ's got a track record. Some of these guys, uh, Shaw's got a little bit more of a track record. Hero doesn't have the track record. He has half a season in his first half a season in the big leagues, and there's there's a big difference between with the production we're seeing from Jackie Bradley Jr. and the production we were not seeing from Keston here. I'm not saying JBJ's playing well. He's not. But it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that they were playing at two very different levels. Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head when, when, when you said that uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. has a track record. Yeah. Um, he, he's, I mean, he's an all-star, go-glover. Is he the greatest offensive player to ever play baseball? No. And, but, but that's okay. That's okay. If he if he was hitting 240 on this team right now, he he'd look like Babe Ruth sometimes. But but that's okay too. It's not happening. But he has a track record. He 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 can figure out ways to get out of 
slumps. Keston Hira hasn't experienced all this yet, so this is new. And and the other thing is Keston Hira has options. So to remove him from what's going on here at the major major league level instead of you know, destroying him any further. I mean, that happens mentally with some guys that play this game. We all know that. You know, he's probably in a better position right now to take the pressure off, not have a timetable, and figure it out. And maybe when this team really needs him, he'll he'll be ready to go. Let's grab a quick phone call. Doug is in Baraboo. has been patient holding. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, good evening, guys. Oh, I love that Doors intro music. Say, uh, I've got a... A question and a comment tonight. Um, if uh, if the Brewers continue to to win as as they've been, and and the Nationals continue to uh, you know remain in last place, and if Scherzer becomes available, do you think the the Brewers might go after him, and would that cost the Brewers about um, fifteen million dollars? I don't think they need him. Okay, huh? I don't think they need them. Like if they're gonna if they're oh. gonna bring in a salary of a Max Scherzer, then bring in somebody who can play first and third. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. Oh, Doug, you, would. I know oh. you love pitching, Doug, and I like I yep. we, we talk a lot, but like quite honestly, you got to back off this pitching thing a little bit because this team needs hitting, not pitching. Okay. Well, my other my other comment was uh, I'm in the camp to bring. Uh, Braun back if he wants to come back and not just because he makes contact but I go back to watching he and uh, uh, Yelich in the dugout and I I always thought they had a pretty good bond and I wonder if that wouldn't get uh, help uh, Yelich in the dugout in the, in the clubhouse having uh, Braun back on the team yeah I appreciate the phone call I don't know there's uh, Braun's wife the other day Posted something on social media of him. What was that all about? Yeah, I mean, what was that all about? You know what? She's just trying to help people because it just brings more conversation here. You think he's done? I've been saying all along. I don't think he's coming back, and I think he's done. I I really don't think that he fits into this team's plans. But but Kane is is been injured twice, if yeah. not three times, if you want to count just the shape he came in in spring training. Um. This this crowded four-man outfield has not been all that crowded, let's face it, and it's not been uh, all that productive at all either. I mean, because Christian Yelich still isn't in the swing of things. So I, d- I don't know if he can come in and help, but I, I would say this. If, if anybody could probably do it in the limited time he needed to get ready and you'd give a shot to, I, I'm starting to feel like that, that might be – more of something I'd be open to and would think might be more realistic than some other things. But my, my gut tells me that they that that he was done playing baseball at the end of last season. Yeah. I think he had his own private goodbye, maybe not as public as Aaron Rodgers, and certainly wasn't as bitter, but I think he had his goodbye. Yeah, and I don't know if he helps Christian Yelich or not. Like, I don't think Christian Yelich needs any help. No. He's he's fine. By the way, so if they went and got Max Scherzer, that means you would open up the postseason, and Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, or Max Scherzer, one of those four guys, would not start a game in the first round of the postseason. They do not need Max Scherzer. Well, they could let Adrian Hauser take a position and hit. We're back with more. We'll hear uh, the postgame comments of Manager Craig Council after this here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 
One strike delivery. Jackie, a base hit to right. Polanco will throw to the plate, and it's going to be late on a sliding Omar Narvaez. Brewers get the 7-4 win tonight over the Pirates of their seven runs, five scoring in a bottom of the seventh that features six walks. Brewers being issued six walks, three of them were bases-loaded walks. The six walks ties the Brewers' franchise record for most walks in an inning. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago discussing what went down during that bottom of the seventh. Yeah, I mean, we I thought... We we had a couple of really good at bats. I thought you know Robertson had a good at bat uh, to to walk. Um, you know Weicho got a hit off a tough righty. Volgi had a really good at bat. Um, then then he then he started falling behind a little bit. I uh, fell behind to Yelly, um, and uh, you know we just kind of moved the line. We got a, you know Omar and Willie and, and Jace had you know had some had some easier at bats, but they still, they still battled and get a walk. So they did their jobs. Um, so we took advantage of some, some wildness, which is what you got to do and made them, made them be in the strike zone and they weren't in the strike zone that inning. Craig, Craig on the other side, uh, Brandon, I think he was under a hundred pitches for seven innings or something like that, even though maybe the swing and miss wasn't as much as usual. Just, uh, what did you think of his performance tonight? Yeah. I mean, it, it was clear that, they're an aggressive team. They're a team that makes contact. Um, so they, they were, they were being aggressive and, um, you know, he was, I think he was under 40 pitches through the first four innings. Um, and that was, that's pretty clear indication that, you know, kind of anticipated that they were just going to be super aggressive. Um, so that's what they did. Um, you know, they got a couple pitches and, and, did some damage with him, but uh, Woody, Woody did a great job. You know, seven strong innings again. When you saw that hit, when you saw that hit from Yelich for the bases loaded, were you thinking that was a possible double? What leaving the bat? I mean, it looked like a, it looked like a classic single up the middle to me. Just what it said, for kind of just hustle to get to second on that. Yeah, de- definitely a hustle double for sure. Uh, really, just good base running and out of the box. You could you could see what he was thinking. Does that just remind you, especially, you know, with the crowd coming alive right after that, probably being the loudest they, they were all night, does that just remind you of the kind of thing that Christian Yelich can, can provide this team? Well, I think it was, you know, the, the situation got got the crowd going for sure with bases loaded and, and Yelich up. Um, so that it was the situation that did it and, and the at-bats before that, that got us to that situation. So that the, the crowd definitely got into it for Yelich's at-bat. Craig, going back to Woody for a moment, um, what, what did you think of that bunt that he laid down? That's about as good as it gets in that situation, isn't it? Yeah, it was really, really good, um, and that that was a big play. Just another bit. I thought Omar Navarro made a great pick on a, on a, in the fifth, I believe, when they let off with the double, and um, made a huge pick on and Tom's at bat to to, to keep um, keep the guy at third base, um, but Woody. You know, we we practiced it. Uh, the pitchers are spending a lot of time working on their offense, and it's important to them. And um, you know, we get a run there, and that's that's a big difference in the game. Craig, I don't think um, Josh had pitched since I think it was last Saturday. If not it right, um, I think he was still throwing ninety eight or so today. So there was no real no real rust, but I assume it was good to kind of get him in a game. Yeah, I mean. 
we we've been playing well and we got Josh a little break. So that there's, that's good news in my opinion. Um, you know, we, we can, you know, any breaks for these relievers that we can get, we're going to take for sure and, and, and use them to our advantage. So, um, I don't, I don't feel like Josh necessarily, I, Josh does such a good job. He's in where his routine is at and how he warms up and, throwing program that I don't I don't feel like rust is an issue with him necessarily I think being fresh is, is the best thing for him Vogelback had that 10 pitch at bat where he uh, capped it with a double in the fifth he had the two walks do you feel like he's um kind of on the cusp of something bigger something good the way he's been so selective at the plate and been swinging the bat I mean I don't I, don't, I think Vogel's at bats have been you know he's he's the ball strike stuff, he's great at. There's no question. I think what's what he's done lately is he's dri- dr- driven some balls to the gaps and, and over the fence. Um, but the ball strike stuff, he, he's been really consistent with that all year. There, there, that doesn't go in a slump for him. He's been outstanding with it, um, and it, you know, it it pays off. It's it's going to pay off. It's going to pay dividends eventually. And and um, you know, lately it's been paying dividends for sure. That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media. Brewers get the win, 7-4 the final over the Pirates to take the first of three that will be played this weekend here at American Family Field. How does it all go down? We'll tell you next with the highlights here on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-4 win for the Brewers over the Pirates pitching matchup tonight. Brandon Woodruff going for the crew. Chase DeYoung getting the start for the Pirates. It would be the Pirates who would strike first. It happens in the top of the second inning when old friend Ben Gamble comes to the plate. Gamble lines it to right. No sooner said than done, and the Pirates have the lead. Gamble hitting the home run, one nothing Pirates, but the Brewers would answer that and another run in the bottom of the second inning. Inning gets started with an Omar Nervaez double. Willie Adamas then grounds out. Nervaez has to stay put at second. Jace Peterson then walks. So runners on at first and second for Jackie Bradley Jr. One strike delivery. Jackie, a base hit to right. Polanco will throw to the plate, and it's going to be late on a sliding Omar Nervaez. Peterson got to third. Next hitter, Brandon Woodruff. Woody got that one down. It's a dandy. And there will be no play at home plate. Yeah, he got the bunt down right there. The run scores, and the Brewers take their first lead of the game. It's 2-1. So they hand the lead to Brandon Woodruff, and he does a nice job with it. Puts up zero after zero. I would say he didn't have his best stuff today, but he was able to uh, battle through until the sixth inning when the Pirates are able to uh, tie the game up, thanks to Gregory Polanco. Swing and a drive to right. We are going to be tied. At 2-2, Sam Howard would be the new pitcher for the Pirates in the sixth inning, taking over for Chase DeYoung, who pitched pretty well. Uh, for he would uh, Howard would pitch a scoreless sixth inning. Brandon Woodruff comes back out for the seventh. Gets Ben Gamble to ground out. Michael Perez strikes out, and that brings up Kevin Newman. Here's the three-two pitch. Ground ball to third. Gobbled up by Urias to his feet. The throw to first in time. Oh, what a play by Urias! 
And that would be the final out recorded by Woodruff, who goes seven innings, gives up two runs on four hits, five strikeouts, no walks today for Woodruff. The question is, could the Brewers score at least a run in the bottom of the seventh inning to give Woodruff the opportunity to win the game? And the answer to that is, a resounding yes. Bottom of the seventh inning uh, with uh, one out. Uh, Daniel Robertson is at the, place to, at the plate. He ends up walking. Then Luis Arias, he gets a base hit. So runners on at first and second. Then Daniel Vogelback walks. This is going to become a trend. Bases loaded after the Vogelback walk. So Vogelback at first, Arias at second, Robertson at third. Next hitter, Christian Yelich. 3-1 pitch. Yelich, bouncer, back up the middle into center field for a base hit. Robertson is in. Around third is Arias. He's going to score. Vogelback to second, and Yelich slides in to second after Vogelback gets to third. Avisayo Garcia then strikes out. Following that, an intentional walk to Omar Nervaez. Then the walks become not so intentional, and they happen with nowhere to put them. The uh, next batter after Nervaez is Willie Adamas. 3-0 pitch, and he missed away. Adamas draws the bases loaded walk, and the Brewers lead it 5-2. Bases stay loaded. Trevor Cahill is the new pitcher for the Pirates. First batter he faces, Jace Peterson. Three balls and two strikes. The pitch. And Peterson, this time it is high. It's another bases loaded walk. Yeah, still more to go. Next hitter, Jackie Bradley Jr. 3-1. Missed inside, Jackie Bradley Jr. with another bases loaded walk. Yeah, you don't see that happen very often. Three bases loaded walks in the seventh. The Brewers put up five runs on two hits. They leave them loaded, and they take a 7-2 lead into the top of the eighth inning. Hobie Milner is the new pitcher for the Brewers. Uh, with one out, Eric Gonzalez reaches on a throwing error by Luis Arias. Uh, he goes to second on that after a line out from Adam Frazier. Cabrian Hayes at the plate. Swinging and a drive to left and deep. Two more are going to be on the board for Pittsburgh. Yeah, two-run home run for uh, Hayes, and that makes it a 7-4 game, so it becomes a save situation. Devin Williams started to warm in the bullpen at that point, but he doesn't come in. Josh Hader does come in the game in the top of the ninth inning. First battery faces off against Phillip Evans. He strikes out. Then a pinch hitter, Brian Reynolds, who always seemingly has success against the Brewers. Reynolds gets a base hit. No surprise there. Then another pinch hitter and Jacob Stallings replaces Michael Perez. Stallings would pop out, so that's the second out of the inning. And then a guy who's been a little bit banged up recently, but certainly is a dangerous bat. Colin Moran comes up as a pinch hitter. Hey! Struck him out swinging. And this one is over. Brewers get the win with the win. They are now 36 and 27. The Pirates drop to 23 and 39. Winning totals for the crew: seven runs, six hits, one error. Milwaukee leaves nine. Pittsburgh four runs, six hits, no errors. They leave three. Winning pitcher Brandon Woodruff. He is five and two. The loss goes to Clay Holmes. He drops to two and one. 
home runs in the game. The Brewers don't get any for uh, the Pirates. Ben Gamble hits his first of the year. Polanco hitting his sixth. Hayes hitting his third. The game lasting three hours and 22 minutes. Played in front of a crowd of 17,678 folks here at American Family Field. Brewers get the win over the Pirates. Final score 7-4. When we return, we'll uh, preview game two of this series coming up tomorrow afternoon. Get you scores from around the NL Central and around the Brewers minor league system as well. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings live at American Family Field on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers get the win over the Pirates tonight. American Family Field game one of a three-game set. Around the National League Central, the Cardinals and the Cubs played an afternoon contest at Wrigley today. That was the first full-capacity game for the Cubs, and uh, they ended up winning 8-5. They were down in this game by a 5-1 score, and then they were able to uh, really get things going. The Cubs scoring 3 in the 5th, 1 in the 6th, 2 in the 7th, and 1 in the 8th to come back and win by an 8-5 score. Anthony Rizzo hit a home run. Jock Peterson, uh, Wilson Contreras all going deep for the Cubs. For the Cardinals, Johan Oviedo got the start. He went just four and a third, allowing four runs on five hits. The other game involving a team from the National League Central, the Reds defeat the Rockies by an 11-5 score. The Rockies are horrendous on the road this year. I mean, these numbers that they're putting up on the road are crazy. The Rockies are just 5-25 and on the road this year. That is that's hard to do that. It feels like you should just accidentally walk into a few more wins than that. 5-25 and 25 on the road for the Rockies. So the Reds get the win by an 11-5 score. Tyler Maley went 6, allowing 4 runs on 5 hits, 6 strikeouts, and 1 walk. A whole bunch of home runs. Joey Votto hit 1, Nick Castellanos hit 1, Kyle Former, uh, yeah, Taylor Heineman, just uh, a ton of home runs for the Reds today as they come up with the win. So as we take a look at the standings right now in the National League Center, the Brewers and the Cubs are tied for first place. Brewers with the tiebreaker because of their record against Chicago. Each team sitting with a record of 36-27. and 27. The Cardinals have fallen four back. The Reds five back. And the Pirates are 12 and a half back. As far as the Brewers' minor league system goes, AAA Nashville. They had no problem tonight winning at home against Indianapolis. Final score in this game was 14-1. Bowden Francis got the win as he goes to 2-1 with a 2.12 ERA. Here's a fun nugget about this game. Nashville scores 14 runs. They don't sit, they don't uh, actually check that. They hit one home run tonight. So 14 runs. They get one home run as it was uh, Jamie Westbrook who ends up going uh, deep for the third time this year. But you see 14 runs. You think that uh, more than one home run went out, but that was not the case. Double A Biloxi, they put up a run in the bottom of the 10th inning this evening and they get the win over the Mississippi Braves by a 4-3 score. High A Wisconsin, they score four runs in the top of the ninth inning and uh, they get a comeback win at South Bend, winning by a 5-2 score. And the Carolina Mudcats, they are the only team in the uh, organization today to not win as they go to Canapolis and end up losing by a 6-4 score. So that's uh, that's the way things all play out today across uh, the Brewers minor league system. I uh, got a tweet earlier on and I just saw it. So uh, at Field Pigeon uh, tweeting in asking what stood out to me about the uh, crazy seventh inning. That was the one where the Brewers draw all the walks. I think what, what stands out to me on that one 
Larry Vanover, the home plate umpire, he was not helping out the Brewers in terms of uh, the strikes, the strikes and balls. There were some balls that were uh, clearly outside the zone that were called for a strike. And even with that, even with uh, the pitcher getting some calls from the home plate umpire, the Brewers draw all of those walks. So when I think back to that inning and what maybe strikes me is Brewers weren't getting help from uh, behind the plate on that one, and they were still able to put together a really, really nice inning, and uh, they did a nice job uh, drawing all those three bases loaded walks in that inning. That certainly is something that is notable. Brewers and Pirates play game two of this three-game set coming up tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a 3-10 first pitch. The pitching matchup, Corbin Burns going for the crew. He's 3-4 and four with a 1.97 ERA. Chad Cool get the start for the Buccos. The righty is 0-3 with a 5.61 ERA. 3-10 first pitch. I've got you at 2 o'clock for Brewers warm-up.